You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all women to be the best versions of themselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while you do it. So this is going to be an episode for all ladies today. Every lady can relate to the topic of friendship. We have all had friendship struggles at one time or another, and um, it can be particularly challenging to make friends as an adult, as a young adult, as a new mom, as just a woman. Maybe you're just in a different career or whatever your path is. It can be challenging, especially, I feel, to make friends as an adult. And there are some reasons for that, right? And in this video, we're going to go over three reasons. But one that I kind of want to just get out of the way straight away is there's so much history that you just don't know about a person when you meet them as an adult, right? Like when we're kids, we kind of, you know, there's like a process to the whole thing. Like you have these, you know, kids that you were around, maybe you went to school with them or maybe you, you know, went to some sort of meetings with them or whatever on the weekends, meetups and things like that. And so that's where you got your circle of friends that you grew up with. And oftentimes, right, especially even for me now, it's like your friends were your mom's friends' kids as well. You know what I mean? So there's like a whole, you know, um, bonding behind that, that as an adult, you just don't have all that history to go off of. So you're really kind of taking someone for just at the face value of what they are. You don't know the complete character of them. And it's hard to kind of just jump in with somebody like, you know, after the fact, you know, it's so to speak, and just kind of pick up and go with the relationship. So we have to account for that. We have to account for the fact that, you know, we're meeting somebody who's already just like us, we've been through the whole developmental process. We've, you know, established ourselves as an adult and we're already set kind of um, in a lot of ways as to who we are as people. And again, we don't have that whole history from our childhood experiences that we would have had together to kind of go off of. So it's challenging just because of that, just because we don't know the history of a person and we got to kind of fill it in. We got to fill it in because the more you know about a person, the more you understand them, the more you come to love them. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of catching up to do when you are trying to make friends with someone as an adult that you never knew prior. So we have to allow ourselves a lot of time to actually be filled in. Okay. So there's three uh, main areas, though, that I think present unique challenges to adult women when it comes to making friends. And number one thing, okay, is you move. So that is one reason that it becomes hard to make friends as an adult, because even though, like, let's say you were in an area and you had a circle of friends, maybe you meet, you know, a mutual friend through someone you already knew. So there's already kind of a connection there a little bit. There's, you have some things in common already, you know, and so that just makes it a little bit easier to come together versus when you move, typically you don't have any mutual friends, you know, you don't really have anything at all to go off of. And truth be told, when you move, it's like starting all over again with your friendships. 
And this is something that I recently went through and um, it's challenging guys. And I'm sure you've gone through it too, but um, I thought it was going to be super easy. You know, I was like super pumped when I um, was ready to move because I had been in that area a good chunk of my life. And I was like, all right, here we go. Going to make some new friends. Da, 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 da. I got this all figured out. And kapowie, I did not have it all figured it out. And the process for a while was um, depressing, stressful, annoying, and um, challenging. And I got to the point where I was just like, I need to figure this out. Like something is off here. And I think I need to adjust my expectations and my views and understand that this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. And um, also you kind of got to get to a point where you're kind of okay with you too. Like you may have to just be in a place and not have very many, if any friends too. And that's okay too, you know? So, um, but moving is definitely something that throws a wrench in things for another reason, which is your friendships that you did have, they become um, different, right? So you had all these awesome friends that you would go out and do things with. And you had all this like past experiences with and then now you're super far apart so you're not able to do that and so the relationships become a bit distant right you don't talk as much and you know you maybe you don't stay in touch as much now I have to say most of my friends that I you know had since moving have done such a good job of keeping in touch with me which has been awesome you know it's just been like wow you know you guys actually care you know that's been really good but that doesn't always happen um and didn't happen with everyone um so a move can definitely be a way to kind of um narrow your friend pool and see like which relationships are really strong ones that can endure a move um and which ones aren't and then you'll just have to kind of decide how you would want to move forward with that. But yeah, moving is something that, you know, if moving isn't tough enough, right? It's like you have this whole other added layer, which is losing friends, you know, to some degree um, that you already had because you're moving and then trying to make new ones is going to take a while, much longer than I thought, um, which again, that's just you know, I think I was just drawing on the fact of how it was when I made friends way back when I made them, which was like mostly when I was a teenager. So it was just like, oh, you just say, hey, what's up? How's it going? You hang out even into young adulthood uh, prior to babies. It was that way for me. I'm a very open person, always had gatherings at my home and was always very busy in many things, volunteer work, like my career, everything. And um. So it was just, for me, kind of just like second nature, just, you know, having relationships and things like that and just moving. Um, it was very different um, because, you know, my situation was a little bit different. Um, I had a toddler, then I had a brand new baby right when I moved. So it just pre presented a lot of challenges. So uh, just kind of to sum that one up, though, it's moving. Okay, so that could be number one reason why you're having issues making friends as an adult is maybe you moved within the past, I'd say five years, and it's just going to take a while. Okay, so let's move on to the number two reason. Okay, it's hard to make friends as an adult. And that is, you have to narrow your friend's circle for personal growth. 
Now, unfortunately, I have had to do this recently as well. As I mentioned at the outset, I did use my move as an opportunity to discontinue some friendships that I you know, really sat back and reflect on and said, you know what, Has this person actually encouraged me to do anything good. Has this person actually been there for me? And has this person actually put into this relationship the amount that I have put in? And if the answer to that was no, no, and no again, then I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to uh, continue this. So, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, falling out or anything like that. But it was just like, you know, if I see you around great you know I may say something occasionally with still friends on social media but I'm not going to go out of my way to you know keep pursuing something that was never really there to begin with um yeah so you have those friends that you know that they just aren't able to give what you give um and that really boils down to they don't want to like they just don't want to you know I try to Anytime it's something like a topic like this, or let's give the benefit of the doubt, it's probably this, or maybe they were just busy. People make time for what's important to them. And if people are canceling on you, if people are not showing up, if people are unresponsive, um, you know, people don't return your text, all of these signs, they don't actually care. And I think it took me way too long to realize that. But that's really what it boils down to. So um, yeah, sometimes just for your own personal growth. So I would just encourage you to, you know, if it, this is where you're at and you're having issues in this area, like I was, sit down and really just evaluate and say, what do I want out of a friend? Because you have had some examples and experiences of what you don't want and say, okay, how do I get more of that? And what do I have to do? Because it does require a lot of action on our part. Like if you want to have friends, you got to be a friend and you got to put yourself out there first, actually, not the other way around. You know, especially when you move to a new area, you really have to be the one to take the lead and making friends. Friendships just aren't going to fall into your lap. So that's another thing. If you feel like it's not happening for you, you may also want to ask yourself, like, how much work am I actually putting in? Have I arranged like a gathering? Have I, you know, tried to seek someone out? You know, am I really showing people that I am a friendly person? Um, have I really taken an interest in anybody? Um, so yeah, those are all things to consider. Um, now, when you narrow your, your circle for personal growth, you will find though that you will have less friends, but you will have a lot less stress because some of the ones that I had were really people that I should have been friends with anyway, um, just because of some um, differences and like personal belief systems. And so therefore, those people would have never really encouraged me to do anything good or positive um, in my life because we were just kind of polar opposites. So if you have to make that choice, it hurts when you have to do it. But know in the long run you're going to be happier and um better um in the long run when you do that okay you want to surround yourself with good people all right let's talk about the third reason that it is hard to make friends as an adult especially us ladies right and that is and y'all gonna kind of laugh at this one you don't have a sister have you ever thought about it like that? Um, 
Now, this is not a one size fits all um, with this one, but I do think it's important to note that if you don't have a sister, as you get older, you're going to start to feel, for me anyway, a little bit uh, disconnected in some ways, especially if you move and maybe you don't have those friends that were like sisters. Um, you know, you just haven't made those relationships yet. They'll come again if you really try. But in the meantime, it can feel very lonely. So um, when you have a sister, your life as an adult is going to be much easier if you guys have a good relationship. Because guess what? A sister is a built-in best friend. And I don't have a sister. And so I've been able to kind of really sit back it's interesting when we were younger, you know, and I'm just like pulling off of people, drawing on people, drawing off of my experiences from when I was younger and until now. And at one point when I was a teenager, I was friends with a lot of girls who had sisters. And it was almost like they didn't really want to hang out with their sister and they sought out other people to hang out with other girls and that was fine and it worked and like I'd be friends with both sisters especially like if you were in between both of their ages like back when like you know a one-year difference like mattered you know because you're like 14 or whatever you know um but then now that we're adults those sisters are like this and I think that that's a beautiful thing you know because they kind of, you know, just are like, ah, you know, they're not really trying to hang out when they're younger. But then as things progress, they see the value in each other. And they are so connected on just such a fundamental level. They share DNA for crying out loud. So they just get along. And even if they don't, they are at least able to support each other. Like if one's having a bad day, they could call their sister up and say, oh, I'm having a bad day. And, you know, they get some help. Like I have one friend, um, she had some like tooth surgeries and all this stuff done. And like, you know, um, she was just said, oh, I was having a bad day and I called my sister. And next thing I know, the next day she sent me a rose bouquet and all these nice things. And that was such a nice thing to do. Stuff like that happens when you have a sister. When you don't have a sister, you know, and you have a bad day, it's just, yeah, you know, if you have a friend that's available, great, they will be there for you. But it's a little bit different than still the relationship, you know, with a sister. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I have two girls and I'm so thankful because for me, I know the bond that they're going to have and they're going to have it all. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have their friend. And I know sometimes sisters, they grow up and they go separate ways. Like I mentioned, there's always exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, I feel like I see about 75% of the time, the sisters are close, you know, and I even saw one post online the other day, it said, Oh, I have a sister and one sister is worth more than a 1000 friends, you know, so people are very passionate about their sister, they love each other so much. And I just think that that's just such a beautiful bond that you really have to just say, you know what, I can't compete with that. So, you know, um, and I experienced that again, you know, growing up as things progress, sometimes, you know, maybe one sister was out of the picture. And so I would get picked up and I kind of fill that spot for that friend while the sister was maybe, you know, estranged for whatever reason or um, was away or whatever moved. But as soon as that sister came back into the picture, I got the boot, okay? And, you know, before it really was like, oh man, this hurts my feelings. But now I really understand and it's okay because it's like, I can't compete with your like genetic bond. Like, 
what can I do? I don't have a sister, so there's nothing I could do. So it's okay. So, but now what I have started doing though is because I don't want to ever be in a middleman situation like that again, is I seek out people who actually don't have sisters that I would consider for a closer um, friend. And not that I, I don't put any limitations on it. I'm going to be friends with anyone, but I do kind of note to myself, like, okay, this person has a sister. So if they randomly drop you and you don't like, they just like, don't do the things with you like they used to just know that that's okay. And their needs are being met. So in a friendship, as you know, any relationship, be it a friendship or a mate for the relationship to work, both partners or parties their needs have to be being met. And with a friendship, you know, we can meet those uh, needs for each other, those emotional needs, those friendship needs. Um, But with the sisterly bond, that's really, you know, a strong thing. And so they're getting their needs met. So I'm okay if I lose a friend that way, because I know like, you know, this is good, but they do have someone that they have a really, really deep bond with, whether they knew it or not. And that, at any point that may actually happen where I'm actually, you know, just kind of kicked to the curb <laughs> a little bit and um, it's okay. So I, like I mentioned, I try to seek out or have in mind, you know, now that I'm making, you know, still making new friends is looking at people who don't have a sister because they have the same emotional needs and the same needs of a friendship that I have. So, you know, maybe they're having a bad day and it's one o'clock in the morning. You're like, man, I really need someone to talk to like me. They don't have that sister where they could ring their phone any time of night and just talk about something or if they're feeling bad or something happens. You know, I want to be that person for somebody else and vice versa. So that's the reason why, like for a key um, person, that's something that I started looking more at. And that might be something that you want to do too, you know, um, you don't really want to like waste a lot of time on something in the end that you know may not work out long term. Um, So again, like I say, it's, there is no one size fits all, but with this particular one, I think that if you do not have a sister, you know, while it's great to be friends with anyone, um, I think you may want to consider if you're really looking for like a best friend and you've recently moved, I would suggest trying to go more so for people who do not already have a sister so that you can be someone that's meeting the true deep down needs of somebody else and vice versa. And I think that you make it more, um, more, um, success or farther with that type of a relationship and then I noticed too is that some people who have sisters especially if they have multiples they don't really want I mean they will be friends with other people but they it doesn't go so deep for them they might just say like oh come to this you know gathering or they may say something light but as far as like hey come over and hang out they're not really engaging with people like that deeply at this point in our lives anyway, because again, they're getting their needs met from their sister. So, you know, I know I'm probably talking about this particular one, like on and on and on, but I really think that when you sit back and think about it, it really just kind of makes sense. And um, I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. And I hope anybody 
listening can understand where I'm coming from and my point of view. And again, guys, I am just like a person who wants to encourage, you know, it's not like I am saying that this is stuff is a fact. I'm just sharing my two cents with you and giving you some stuff to think about. And hopefully, you know, it's something that is beneficial for you. Okay. So now that we've addressed uh, the three things, right, that can really kind of make it hard to make friends as an adult, let's talk about some things that we can do um, to kind of uh, fix the problem or make it a little bit easier of a transition. And to do that, there is a couple articles that I wanted to share with you, okay? And the first one is actually from, I think this is just a quick little write-up on the University of Colorado. So it says, why is making friends as an adult so hard? Making friends as an adult may seem harder than it used to be, why? The honest answer is that we're set in our ways, we've established friends and routines, and it's hard to deviate, okay? Um, it also can be intimidating, you can feel vulnerable as well, okay? So they give a couple of tips in this article. First one is allow yourself time to be social. Keep in mind that, you know, you really want to have some boundaries for yourself, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you are kind of taking care of your mental and emotional health. So this is something that you need to allow time for. It's important to have friends. It's great to have people that you feel like you can connect with and talk to, okay? And um, be flexible. So sometimes when we're in search of new friends, we tend to expect one person to have it all. However, it's important to keep in mind that people aren't all inclusive. You may meet someone who is great to watch sports with and while another one is a great confidant. So you just got to manage the expectations of the people around you and um, bring people into your kind of friendship circle who really encourage you um, and are good for you, okay? Work with anxiety. This is a big one. When we meet new people, it's normal to experience anxiety. Learning to work with and overcome anxiety is key to allowing ourselves to meet new people and develop relationships. If you experience physical anxiety or discomfort, practice grounding techniques and really just try to, you know, continue to push forward, okay? Um, and that's a tough one. It is, I never realized the anxiety part of it um, until I was kind of in the situation of having to make new friends, but that's definitely one. Become a regular. It says get involved, be present. Whether you're interested in joining things or not, get involved in things. Um, make and meet new people, form friendships, and the more you do it, the easier it will be to connect. Focus on the positive. When we first meet people, we tend to look for things that are different between us. This can make it difficult to relate to people or find common grounds or points of interest. Instead, try to be actively um searching out the positive in people. And that's a huge one too, you know? We kind of like, when we're making friendships, it's almost like we got a checklist. And if they say something wrong on the like, don't side of our checklist, it's like, oh, check that one off. Oh, check that one off. Okay, they've given me too many things that negative. So bam, and you just don't even want to go there. But that's really not the best approach. So then it talks about um, adapting the approach and, you know, some things that you can do to actually meet people. Now, as far as the meeting people portion, 
I want to jump over to this other website, um, jw.org. So the first one was um, from colorado.edu and now I'm on jw.org. And I really like this site for topics like this. It says how to make real friends, the challenge. Thanks to technology, you can connect with more people and do so more conveniently than at any other time in history. Still the relationships you have might seem rather shallow. Uh, one young man put it this way, I could feel as if my friendships could just fizzle out. On the other hand, um, for he contrasted with his dad, he says his dad has friends that he's been close to for decades. And it says, why is it such a challenge these days to enjoy enduring and meaningful friendships? And I do think that technology is part to blame. And the article does go on a little bit farther on that topic. Now, Granted, though, I have to say, recently, I have met some amazing women online, and it has been great. It's like, you know, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or what, but it's been really awesome. So you can make some friends, you know, in online initially, and then transition into an actual, you know, friendship. And that's been very cool. So, but let's read on here about the technology portion. So technology may be partly to blame. Texting, Social networking and other social media have made it seem possible to maintain a friendship without being in someone's presence. Meaningful conversations have been replaced by rapid fire texts and tweets. People are having fewer face-to-face -face interactions, says the book, Artificial Maturity. Students uh, spend more time in front of a screen and less time with each other. So um, what can we do? Define real friendship, okay? The friendship, what friendship actually is, is that, you know, it has to be a real interchange. It has to be encouraging and upbuilding. So the encouragement here is to, you know, ask yourself, am I someone that sticks closer than a brother? Am I that type of person? And then if you are or if you aren't, answer it honestly and write it down and then the person that you're thinking of, ask yourself that question about them. Are they someone who can stick closer than a brother? And what qualities do you think contribute to being a person that sticks closer than a brother? So now we're starting to really get somewhere, right? So now it says established priorities. Online friendships are often based on shared interests, such as a hobby. However, having common values is more important than having similar interests. Okay, um, it says get out and meet people. There's nothing quite the same as face-to-face -face conversation where you and another person can observe the subtle nuances of the voice tone, facial expression, and body language, okay? Now, this one was something that I really liked on here. It says write a letter. And I actually had a friend do that recently, one of my newer friends that I have made since being out here. And that was something that was very cool. Um, the letter writing thing was something that I really hadn't done since me and my husband got married. You know, that was one thing that he did is he would write me letters. Um, we did live in different states, but we weren't that far apart, but he just wrote letters and we would write back and forth. And so when I got this letter in the mail, I thought that that was really nice. It was like a little card. Um, she included some things for my daughters as well. And that was a really nice show. Um, and it shows that the person is actually thinking about you and everything. So, and that was different. Like I would never have thought like, hey, I should like get to know this person and write them a letter. Like that's not on my radar. I'm more of like a get to know people by social activities type of person. But um, 
So let me read about the letter writing. It says, old-fashioned as it may seem, letter writing sends the message that you care enough about someone to give him or her your undivided attention. That kind of focus is rare in today's multitasking world. And that's very true. And then they quote um, this book called Alone Together by Sherry Turnicle, where she writes of, you know, one young man who said that he can't ever remember receiving a personal letter in his life. And then um, he even said that I miss those days, even though I wasn't even alive. So, you know, that just goes to, to show how, how deep that can be. So the bottom line is real friendship involves more than just keeping in touch. It requires that you and your friend display love, empathy, patience, and forgiveness. Those qualities ultimately make a friendship rewarding. And I have to say, um, with these couple new friendships that I have, this is what I'm experiencing. I've experienced love, I've experienced empathy, I've experienced patience, and I've experienced forgiveness. And um, on both ways, you know, me and them. And I think that these newer friendships that I have may also be calm in time, deep ones, which is really what someone hopes for, you know, that friend who is sticking closer than a brother. Okay. So um, yeah, I really uh, like these things, uh, these shares here. There's a couple of experiences um, of, of couple individuals, a young woman and a young man. Um, and I really like what the young woman has to say. Her name is Elizabeth. It says, all of us need someone to talk to when we're feeling down. Friends are the ones who really understand us and know how to make us feel better. They not only can share our happiness, but they can also give us a hand when we fall. And that is exactly true. That is really, really true. So um, all right, ladies. So how are we feeling after this episode? I hope that this one has um, maybe clarified some things for you and given you some things to um, think about. Um, you know, for me, it really, really did. I had to sit down and kind of put pen to paper and figure out, you know, what I could do different and how to change my expectations and how to move forward. And um, now that I've done that, I'm feeling so much better on so many things. So to kind of recap, um, we talked about three main things today that can make it really hard to make friendships as an adult woman. And the number one thing for today was you move. So um, moving is just going to give you a really hard blow to the friendships <laughs> for a while. So just got to be patient and put the work in to develop and maintain your friendships. Um, and then number two, you have to narrow your friend circle for personal growth. And that is a painful one to do, but sometimes it's got to be done and you will be better for it. You don't want to continue to have friendships throughout your life that just aren't helpful, aren't progressive, and yeah, that are ultimately just gonna bring you down. And then the third one is just my kind of really random one, which is you don't have a sister. And you know, if you're like me in that and you don't have a sister, you just kind of gotta kind of accept the fact that this is one part of life that you just aren't gonna get. There's nothing you can do about it, okay? So you have to accept it and deal with it as best as you can. You know, some of my like sister friends that I see, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going on this girl trip with my sister and they like get a cute little hotel room. And they just like 
you know, go to the beach, they go shopping together. And it's just like a girl's trip, you know, um, that hasn't been my experience in a long time. And so, yeah, that's why now I am seeking out um, those type of friendships with uh, other ladies that don't have sisters. So hopefully I could be their little road trip, girl trip <laughs> buddy, because we both don't have sisters. <laughs> So um, I hope that that little tidbit kind of helps some helps you um, put together some things. So, all right, ladies, I want to thank you so much for listening to Work It, Mommy. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next episode.